to another episode of Open Hearted. Thank you so much if you are listening right now or if you listened to the other episode. And thank you for all the support that everyone gave me um, when I posted the first episode. I really, really appreciate it. And it just means so much to me to know that there are people who are listening. Um, so today I want to talk about the importance of play and why I've been thinking about it a lot recently. So first I want to start off with a definition, um, that I found on Wikipedia because like who uses a dictionary anymore? <laughs> I mean, I want to, but I don't, I don't have one. So the definition that I want to read says play is a set of intrinsically motivated activities done for recreational pleasure and enjoyment. The word that I want to point out here is intrinsically because intrinsically, not only intrinsically, intrinsically motivated. That to me is so interesting and I think really like encapsulates what I want to get at with this episode and just with my own relationship with play. I believe that play is encouraged out of us as children. When we're very young, we have an authentic and deep relationship to play. It's what we do to figure out our reality. Not only the physics of reality, but how it feels we create through play when we're younger. It's how we learn how to socialize. And for many people, that playing is something that they have lots of opportunities to do when they're very young. You know, they're either in daycare, they're staying home with their parents or guardian or whoever is taking care of them. They are able to use that whenever they, they, they're able to access play whenever they want. But as we grow up and as we go through school, I think school specifically is what trains us to not be connected with ways that we can play. I mean, unless school, there are an alternative learning programs built around creativity or play, Schools are really designed to discipline it, a love of play out of children. And of course, there are many different types of oppression that disconnect people from our need to play. And so now we're adults, and I think a lot of us are realizing that we actually really need to have a relationship to play. 
and we need to have outlets for it. So I guess I'm interested in how we get back to where play is a mode of discovering more about ourselves in the world and that and to where we can see life as a form of play as a game i mean i think that there are many people who are talking about how life is a game life can be a video game that's kind of a big topic right now in the spiritual community so but i think even if you don't you're not drawn to that concept and you don't want to believe in it just finding things that feel like play is really important I think we're always naturally looking for ways to play, but if we're not touch in touch with our intuitive selves or understand what play is really doing for us or like why we're playing, we can seek play through harmful things. Um, specifically, I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about drugs and alcohol and that going out and especially drinking like that going out and drinking is one of the most normalized forms of play i think actually i know <laughs> but i want to make it clear that i do think that drugs are a valuable source of play i don't think that play one type of play is necessarily better than the other but the problem is that when we're not thinking about why we're actually doing something and also you know obviously we're not thinking when it comes to drugs and alcohol we're not thinking about like the effects that it has on, has on our bodies um so yeah i think it's when we forget why we're playing and with the attention with the intention that we're playing with that it can be harmful i guess an example of this for me is that well, I do want to say that I have experience, a lot of experience with drugs and alcohol, so I'm not just saying that from a place of not having experience with those things, um, but I don't really want to talk about that. But the example I do want to talk about is that is TikTok. So during the pandemic, TikTok started as a source of play for me. I downloaded it in early 2020, like before the pandemic even started. And I loved it because I just made the silliest videos. I was like dancing and putting all the weird ass <laughs> sounds on there and making fun of myself, but in a loving way, in a fun way. And, but as I started spending more and more time on it, I would, you know, start seeing videos that upset me and I would watch them anyways. I just started mind, mindlessly scrolling and it got to a point where I had to delete it because it wasn't bringing me the same joy as when I first started. And I could probably do a whole episode on TikTok and just phone addiction in general. Maybe I will <laughs> one time. But despite all the reasons why, you know, I got addicted to scrolling on it, I do think that 
the root of the problem is that I was disconnected to the joy and the play that I once felt with it. And that's why it's, it became harmful for me. Um, so I guess that's just an example of how something can start out as playful and then can be become harmful when I lost sight of like why I was even on the app. Um, so I guess that too leads me into escape versus play. I don't think that escape it that is trying to escape your reality is bad. All bad. I think that it can be bad. I think that when that is the only thing you're doing, then it is 100% negative and usually negatively impacting people's lives. I know that when I, when I was trying to escape my reality in various ways, I was definitely very negatively impacted. But I don't think that it's one it's it's not all bad because this reality is so heavy and so complex and hard that sometimes we do need escape. And play can show up as or sorry, escape can show up disguised as play. I feel like going back to the example of how al- how adults use alcohol to play, I think that that oftentimes is just escape disguised as play. We think we're doing something, even if we're not consciously thinking, oh, you know, I'm going, I'm going to play with my friends, which like, can we bring that back? Like I'm trying to play. I'm trying to have a play date. I fucking miss that. That was so cool. Um, but even, you know, we're not consciously thinking, oh, I'm going to do this to play, but that, that our intrinsic, our inherent desire to play with life and to play with other people is what draws us to certain activities that bring you joy. Um, which I guess is also interesting to think about, is joy synonymous with play? I don't know. I think it may be different. But um, anyways, so... But the, these things that we, we do, like, that are actually, that are disconnected from, the things that we do that are, that are disconnected from, fuck. <laughs> uh, when we're disconnected from why we're doing something and we're not in touch with that desire to play, then the outlets that we choose to play with are actually escaping. We're actually trying to escape. Because we are... We are severed from our relationship with play. We're then sort of encouraged to find hobbies or things to do that let us escape, escape the burdens of our own personal lives or the burdens of the collective. And what I'm really curious about is like, what if we 
did those things from a place of wanting to connect with life and connect with ourselves and other people rather than trying to escape our life. Like, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know what would happen. But I'm just really curious about what that could look like. Because for me, when I am able to connect with myself through play, I have so much more. It's like I just drop into this place of love for myself and my life around me. And, you know, obviously we can... There are things to be said about how different forms of play can be very useful for processing emotions and connecting to your emotional self. So I think that like what, I think that in the general collective, this is becoming more and more, we're, we're becoming more and more aware of this, this need for play especially to survive, not just survive, but thrive in this ever-changing, fast-moving, dystopian world that we're living in. This need to connect with each other and connect to ourselves. And I don't think that building a life around play is easy. I don't think that it's accessible for a lot of people, but I do think that it's possible. And personally, I am a person who has a really hard time letting myself play without judgment and without expectation of you know, doing something productive or getting something out of it, getting a certain product out of it, um, or feeling like it has, it has to have meaning because it's really hard to disconnect my sense of value from being productive, from any sort of work. And I really want to get to this point where I can play without guilt where I can play just because I want to, just because I want to, period, and also just because I want to connect um, with life. And I think it's really interesting that, so first of all, thank you to everyone who responded to my Instagram post about what their experiences with play was. And I thought that it was so interesting that a lot of people, well, a few people, only a few people responded, but out of the few people that responded, several of them thought that I was talking about something sexual, that like play had to do with something sexual, or that they their mind immediately went to playing in a sexual way, which I think is so fascinating for a number of reasons. I think that like sex is a form of play for a lot of adults, um, that's what I forgot to say earlier is that like along with 
alcohol and drugs. I think that sex is, um, is one of the main forms of play in our adult lives when we are disconnected from any, every other source of play. But of course, like having sex can come from a desire to escape as well. But I think that one of the big things about sex is that that innate desire comes from our bodies and that like we have this bodily urge to explore in a fun way with another human being or by ourselves or whatever. And that physical desire when we can get in touch with that not just through sex but like with other things that is so powerful to me getting in touch with like okay what does my body want to do I was thinking about this the other day when I was practicing my cello I've been having a really difficult time just feeling like positive about my playing because I've lost a lot of the skill that I had when I was younger or at least it feels that way I don't actually know I think that it's kind of fluctuated but it feels like I've lost a lot of the skill and one of the main things that I'm struggling with is intonation and there was one day where I was just like I'm just gonna let my body I'm just going to trust my body to do what it needs to do with my instrument. And I haven't been able to really get back to that place since, but like the level of just freedom and, and joy that I felt when I just was like, I'm just going to play this with my whole body, not with my mind. I'm going to let my mind turn off for a second. I'm not going to think about how it sounds or like, I'm not going to think about the notes. I'm just going to feel them. It was so cool. That sensation that took place in my body when I, when I did that. So I think like the results of just dropping into ourselves and letting ourselves just letting our bodies just do what they need to do with when it comes to any sort of creativity and therefore like form of play it's it's magic what happens is magic so yeah i think that's all i have to say i don't really have a summary so i'm not going to do one but thank you for listening I hope that this was helpful or interesting and I'm definitely going to try to commit to finding outlets of play to connect and maybe you can too. All right. Bye.